Hey, good morning. Welcome to our fourth day of our VBS reflections. You know, we're in the middle of our VBS here at St. Matthew's. It's going well. We've had a great, great night VBS with our children, and then uh, day VBS with our weekday kids. So it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I know we're at that point now. I've told um, my daughter this morning. Um, you know, we're all tired. That fourth day of VBS, fifth day of VBS, we're just trying to, just trying to power through. You just okay. We've got a. We, you know, we just got we got we got to finish strong. You know, we got a couple more days. Let's just finish it strong. So today we're um, today we're uh, going to look at our fourth BBS story, um, the Magnificent Magi. You know, this week we've looked at superheroes or people in Scripture that are heroes. Uh, Jesus puts together his first disciples, the Hebrew midwives. Then we looked at Jethro, one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Well, today we're going to look at the majestic or the magical Magi. Um, so. Um, so we're going to read that um, found in Matthew chapter 2. We'll read chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Matthew 2, 1 through 12. At the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? We observed his star at its rising, and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all of Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judah, for it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is the she to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out. And there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Okay, so we're looking today at the wise men. The wise men are an interesting story. You know, we always say the three wise men, but Scripture doesn't actually say how many wise men there were. It just says they had three presents. And, hey, one of the interesting things, uh, you may not know this, this legend or this tradition, we see the wise men give the Holy, Holy Family, Mary, uh, Joseph and Jesus give the Holy Family these gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And there's a legend or, or tradition that the Holy Family used these gifts that were given to them um, to, to provide for themselves while they were in Egypt uh, for those years until they returned back to the Promised Land. So we see the, the wise men come and they present these gifts and then they get a dream from the Lord and they go home another way to avoid going to Herod. Now, here's what's always so interesting to me about the wise men. Um, most scholars believe the wise men were priests in a Zoroastrian religion. Uh, I believe they were Persian, is what most folks think. And they would have been priests in this religion, which would have been a religion that studied the stars. Uh, some say the, the uh, Zoroastrians were like the first astronomers. So they would have studied the stars, and they noticed as they were studying the stars that there was a new star that arose that signified that there would be a new king born to the Jews. So these priests of a pagan religion, they set off for Jerusalem because in Jerusalem they would meet Herod 
and Herod was the king of the Jews. So their natural assumption was that there was a new king born, who would be a new prince, I guess, or a new king born king of the Jews. He would have most likely probably be born of the current king. So they go to Herod and say, hey, we're here to worship uh, the new king. And, um, and that's where the story gets very interesting is when they show up. And they tell Herod they're here to worship the new king. Well, Herod didn't know that there was a new king born. He wasn't aware of this. And all of Jerusalem was frightened with Herod because Herod was a hothead. Herod was not. We see in the, the corresponding verses after this how Herod, to get rid of any successor he may have, has all children under two killed. So uh, Herod was not exactly a level-headed thinker. So he was at an uproar, and so was all of Jerusalem with him. So they come. And uh, they tell Herod, we've come to see the new king of the Jews. And Herod does something interesting. He calls in his scribes, in his religious leaders. He says, uh, call together the chief priests, the scribes, the people. And he inquired them whether the Messiah was to be born. And they said, in Bethlehem of, Ju of Judah, for it's been written. And they read the prophet. So what's interesting, what's always so interesting to me about this passage is this. The, the wise men had no reason to look for Jesus. They weren't Jewish. They didn't have the gift of um, the Old Testament. They didn't have the gift of the, of the covenant. They didn't have any of these things. Yet, these Gentile priests noticed a new star in the sky and they followed it to Jesus. They had no reason to. They just saw it and followed. Yet we find here Herod's, the chief priest of the land and the scribes, they knew immediately in the Bible where to turn to to find where the Messiah was to be born. It says, yes, he is to be born in Bethlehem. They quote chapter and verse. Yet what's interesting is they weren't looking for Jesus, were they? They weren't looking. They weren't aware. It wasn't at all on their radar. Even though they had everything one would need to look for Jesus. They had everything one would need to, to, to study to find where he'd be born. Yet they weren't looking, so they didn't find. It's always so interesting to me with the wise men, these Gentiles, these folks who didn't have the gifts that the religious leaders had. They didn't have the Old Testament. They didn't have the covenant. They didn't have the history. They didn't have any of these things. They didn't have anything that the religious leaders had, yet they were the ones who found Jesus. And the very ones who had been gifted all these things, been gifted the scriptures, been gifted the covenants, been gifted the traditions, been gifted the temple, been gifted all of this. They had everything that you could have wanted, everything you would have needed be paying attention for the birth of the Messiah. And yet they missed him. So the ones who shouldn't have been looking were looking and they found. And the ones who should have been looking weren't looking. And they missed. Y'all, there's a lot of things we can complain about in this world. You know, a lot of things wrong. A lot of things we get mad about. You're either watching this on your phone or on your computer or you're listening to it on your phone or some other way, maybe on social media, I don't know. There may 
not be a time in human history where we have more and easier access to the stuff of God. You can read your Bible in a good old-fashioned Bible like this. You can read it on your phone. You can get me a text message, you a scripture reading every weekday. You can follow the upper room or our daily bread. You can read a thousand different devotionals from Barnes & Noble or online. You have apps. You can watch it on your TV. Y'all, there may never be a time in human history where individuals have as much access to the stuff of God as we do now. So my question is this, is are we using it? Are we taking advantage of what God has given to us? Are we, are we using the gifts God has given us? Are we looking for Jesus? Or are we like the wise men? Who even though we have all these gifts at our disposal, I'm sorry, are we like the religious leaders? Even though we have all these gifts at our disposal, we aren't looking. So we don't see. And we miss. I'm fully convinced, y'all. It's not that God's not speaking. It's that we're not listening. We're not looking. We're not paying attention. Do you take seriously the, the ordinances of God, as Wesley would say? Do you pray? Do you read? Do you study? Do you listen? Do you worship? We have access to everything, y'all. So many things. So many things. But are we like the religious leaders who even though we have access to all things that we can need to find God, we aren't paying attention. The wise men, the Gentiles, they didn't have these things, yet they were paying attention and they found. The religious leaders, they had access to so much, yet they weren't paying attention and they didn't see. Today, friends, we have access to a lot. Are we paying attention? Are we looking for Jesus? Because if we look, we will find. So today, let's look for Jesus in scripture, in worship, in conversation, across our lives. Let's look for Jesus. And I fully believe, friends, that if we look for Jesus, we will find him. Have a great day today. Thanks for being part of this. And I will pick up tomorrow with our last VBS reflection. I'm glad you're part of this experience with us. Have a great day.